Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. If you're somebody that uses childcare providers or childcare creches, facilities, I'm sure you're interested in this story um, that you've heard discussed here on News Talk throughout the course of the day that subsidies for thousands of parents using childminders might be a step closer if the government approves plans for legislation that might pave the way for the future regulation of the sector. And we've been asking you today to get in touch about your your current childminding situation, how much you pay, how difficult or easy is it to even get a spot in a childcare facility. Trassa is with us on the line. Trassa, you're a parent and a childcare provider. Um, well, first of all, what's your thoughts on this decision regarding the childminding subsidies? Hi, Andrea. Uh, well, well, firstly, I think that um, childminders are, uh, they, they comprise a huge component of childcare and supports for families uh, around the country. Um, and I think they deserve all due respect for the hard work they do. And I also think that parents availing of services through less formal childcare settings like childminders should be supported and should have availability of the, the subsidies that uh, the government is, is putting out through more, form, more formal settings. Um, but I, I have to say, I feel sorry for childminders out there because knowing the landscape of regulation, the administrative burden, the pressures and the pitiful amount of funding that actually comes their way, um, I, I, to me, looking at it just pers- purely personal point of view, it wouldn't mm. make any sense to me if I was a childminder to expose myself to that amount of administration and regulation um, for for a pittance. It would be much easier to do something for 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 cash. Uh, obviously, you know, if, if it was me, make sure that I'm properly qualified and that the environment is safe and nourishing, etc. But um, I, I don't see these, these approaches being anything other than more handy headlines for the minister and the department, to be honest. I, I, I don't see it as a good thing. So, so, so you're saying that for the for childminders um, that currently aren't registered through the, you know, through the channels or the appropriate channels or whatever, that there's a disincentive to even do that? Yeah, I, I would I would imagine that there is because I mean if you take for example I, I don't have experience with childminding I've never run a personal childminding service obviously myself um, like from my home or that sort of thing so I don't have that experience and I hold my hands up for any mistake here but the, the next the closest proxy to it would be a small let's say a preschool service um, uh, who can be regulated by up to four regulators at any time um, they have received the lowest amount of any service type um, through the core funding uh, rollout they're most at risk they're closing quickest um, the regulation is absolutely crushing um, the administration is just unbelievable you know there's small uh, preschool providers up at midnight every night trying to fill out things on, on the system called the hive and trying to get applications done to support children who have extra needs so um I can't imagine that any of that would be fair on a one-person operation, um, unless it's a very mm. light-touch regulation. It looks the devil's in the detail as usual, but uh, it's certainly made life a living hell for uh, small uh, preschool and childcare providers out there, um, and that's that's the status quo, you know. Okay. Um, Sarah's on the line as well Trassa stay with us if you don't mind um, I've been asking yeah. people today as well just to get in touch I, I want to hear I mean how difficult is it to try and even access childcare in whatever part of the country you're in Sarah what's your experience? Yeah and thanks for having me we moved to the area that we live in now in March 2021 we went and agreed on the house a good few months before that and as soon as we went and agreed I started agreeing 
providers in the area, our first choice would have been for a crash for our two children um, and then saving that a childminder. And I still to this day, I've never been offered a place for my children in a crash, um, which is coming up on two years later. Um, following that, we, we called some childminders. I got some some numbers of local childminders from the uh, preschool that my son goes to and contacted a few. None of them had a space. I managed to get one lady that could take them and the the rates that she quoted me were far beyond what I would have expected to pay and also far beyond what we could have aff- afforded. Um, and also I had to provide my own food as well for the children. So I'm sorry, Sarah, just two grand. Two, two yeah. grand. I was just going to ask, did you say, sorry, were they, was this child minder, or child minder were they registered or not? Did you say? No, I, none, of the, none of the child minders I spoke to were registered. Um, this, this one wasn't. She wanted cash and she, it wasn't, um, she wasn't going to be providing food so I'd have to make the meals that were going in with the kids and it was over two grand a month which to me was was an awful lot of money for for what we were getting. Mm. Um, so the, the, the solution that we came up with was to get an au pair. So we are currently using an au pair who comes, lives in our house you know, it's like a cultural exchange. They're looking for, um, I suppose, six or nine months experience living and working in another country where they can improve on their language skills, make friends um, and, yeah, ex- experience life in, in Ireland. And, and that's what we've had to, to go with. We've, we found it, we've had a mix of results. Um, we've had two that worked out well and one that didn't work out so well. And, yeah, I mean, it's not our first choice, but we've been lucky in that we've had a couple of really good girls who come in, are like part of the family and give great care to our children, are able to walk around to the school that, that my, my son goes to and, and care for our little girl as well. Yeah. And Sarah, would, are many of your you know friends or people you know in the area, like is, I presume a lot of people then are in the same position as you? you couldn't get into yeah, the childcare. Like, like I said, we're, we're, new, we're new enough to the area. Um, the, the, most of the friends that we've made are through the preschool that my son goes to. There's an awful lot of mothers in the area that, that are in this preschool that don't work. So they are, you know, stay-at-home moms and don't need childcare. And that's why the solution of the preschool works because they don't provide a full-day care service. It's just the, the yucky hours that they offer. Um, they do offer after school for primary school age children, but not for children who are in their own preschool. So, Next year, when my little boy goes to primary school, he can go to the after school there. But my little girl can't stay there for the afternoon. So we're still going to be in the same predicament that we can't have the same place for the two of them to go to. And the going rate that you were quoted for an unregistered childminder was two grand a month with no food. It was was more than that, yeah. yeah. And that was because I work from home. I, I would be in a position to drop them. Are you there, Sarah? No, we'll come back to Sarah maybe then so in a moment. Um, this texter says childminders won't register because they won't earn any money if they do due to the tax regulations. There's a lot of childminders in my area who have a large number of kids that either close up or stay hidden. They won't register for that reason, says this texter. Siobhan is with us on the line too. Um, Siobhan, you heard the news about this potential subsidy today. What was your yeah. thoughts on it? Oh, it's the usual, isn't it? They're just doing not enough. It's like a token gesture. And I just feel like our childcare model in this country, it's just its just so bad. It really doesn't... It's very hard to actually rationalise going back to work after you've had your baby because the cost of childcare, it's like another mortgage. And that's if you even can get it. Like when we moved out, we were living in Dublin and we moved out 
um, into County Mead. And when we first, obviously, one of the first things you do is you go looking for childcare. Um, I went to the, the nearest crash and they told me there was a five-year wait list, which makes no sense because at that stage, like, the child would be well into school. So um, that was kind of insane. And I know a lot of people are using childminders because they can't get a place can't in crash. The crashes yeah. are so expensive. And again, most of these childminders are not registered because they want cash in hand. And I know a lot of people who are paying average on average 60 euro a day for one child. And then sometimes it's with meals and sometimes it's without meals. Um, and then the crashes obviously are very expensive, but the wait list to get into the crashes mm. is very, very difficult. And I have to say, the the people that are working, my sister actually worked in a crash, and she's just amazing. The amount of training and late nights and, and the amount of work, you, you might not think it, but even for three and four-year-olds, she's planning projects and she's teaching them about the universe and the planets and all this kind of stuff. It is a huge, it's not just a case of, you know, feeding them and kind of minding mm-hmm. them. There's, there's, there's a lot of thought and a lot oh, yeah, of work and education that goes into it. And even sometimes I'm surprised when she tells me, oh, I'm doing a course on this and I'm doing a course on that. And the wages are just not reflective of the work that these guys are doing. It really, they really, should, I really think they should be better paid. Mm-hmm. But again, if they're getting paid more, then it's going to cost more for the parents. So again, the government hasn't looked at the impact on the people who are providing the childcare and how it's going to really impact them. And they need to find a solution where it's, because a lot of people are leaving the childcare sector, it's too difficult, especially if they have to register. It's going to cause absolute chaos. You're going to have a lot of childminders that will stop if, they, if they're forced to register because it's not going to be worth their while. Is regulation not a good thing, though? Regulation is a good thing, but I don't think that the government understands there's not enough women in government for a start and generally the, a lot of the childcare, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be sexist, but a lot of the childcare does fall onto, onto the mother. You know, we're the ones that give birth, we take maternity leave and you now I know a lot of stay-at-home dads, of course mm-hmm. I do, but I'm saying it's, it's, it's more women that find it more difficult to go back into the workplace because the cost is so high and you have to think about, do I want to work all month and get paid and pretty much put maybe 70, 75% of that money into somebody else minding my child. Like, is it actually worth it? Now, I love, I love my job and I love going to work, but I cut back my hours, I changed my job, and I made it much more flexible once the kids came along because it was so difficult trying to find the right childcare, trying to afford the right childcare. So I had to change my whole working life around my children because it just wasn't something that we could pop them in a crash especially if you've got more than one child the cost is mm. astronomical But it's um, it's the point even sorry Siobhan that you and both Sarah made it's actually it's it's down to the fact that you can't even get a spot in a lot of the um, in a lot of crashes like the fact that you even went beyond Dublin Yeah I mean out in Mead I was told there was a five year wait list I thought they were joking I actually thought they have to be joking, mm. um, but they weren't joking. And they did ring me back um, a couple of months, a couple of months later, and say it had somebody space had opened up. But at that stage, I had organised something else, alternative childcare. And what did I do? I called in the grandparents, like so many people have to do, even for one or two days a week, just to take some of the burden of the cost off the parents. Um, you know, so and and it's not. It's not always fair, and the grandparents, if they're happy to do it, that's grand. 
but I didn't want to ever ask them to do more than one day a week. Yeah, I know the, com- the commitment and child. the tie. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Yeah, um, the the point, so Siobhan, you yourself and Sarah both have experienced this and, and the weight. Um, Trassa, how, how many kids, sorry, did you mention that, that you mind? I have, well, we have a preschool. So we have, we run two sessions of 22 children and then uh, we would have some after schoolers coming in um, late in the afternoon as well. Uh, so that's that's how our service set up. I'd like to address something if I go, because both Sarah and Siobhan have had the same problem that I've had as mm. a parent. I have two children, a two and a half year old and a nine month old. The struggle to get places, I had to register my nine month old, he's now nine months old, when I was three months pregnant myself. So just after I told my family the, that I was Did pregnant. Did you put the name then? Um, yeah, the following day. Um, in fact, I hadn't reached one member of my family yet, but I just felt under such pressure to get the name down and make sure that there was a spot um, in the same crash that my older son attended. Um, but just to, just to say as well, I mean, if you if you look on the Tusla Inspectorate website, um, it, all the information is up there as to why Sarah, Siobhan and myself have had such problems. In quarter three 2017, there were 4,500 early years services registered with the Tusla Inspectorate. And in quarter three last year, there were 4,065. So 435 services in the, across that span of five years have come off the Tusla register. Um, and that says it all. And I'll tell you as well, the 75 of those closed down after Roderick O'Gorman's um, core funding was announced uh, in Budget 2021. That was the announcement. So, I mean, quarter on quarter, we're still seeing these declines of services closing. And the, the point I'm making about that is uh, Sarah and Siobhan are both quite right. The teams that are working in those services, these are phenomenal people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 98% female sector with, with a vocation and heart that they bring in there to educate and care for, the, for those children, uh, mine included. They're absolutely amazing. But all Minister Roderick O'Gorman keeps doing is pushing money out to make the best headline, ignoring the actual problems. The envelope he was given by the Minister of Public Expenditure last year wasn't enough. It didn't go far enough and it really put crashes under under pressure. So, you know, this, this idea of, you know, oh, we're going to regulate child minders now, we're mm. going to have the ability to cope. Should there not be some services. form of, of centralised registration, though? Oh, there should be. Absolutely. My goodness. No, I I wouldn't argue with. I mean, along with all the regulation that is now the bane of many providers lives because it's, you know, it's so onerous. Quality has improved enormously. There's no question that that had to happen. It's an excellent thing, as is the level of professionalisation now for the educators and carers in the sector. And in terms of the qualifications, uh, you have to have all the rest of it. All excellent things just that they cost money that the government isn't providing. Uh, and, you know, if the government isn't providing it and a crash wants to keep its doors open, parents must provide it. Um, and that's really the Achilles heel of the core funding plan because providers were forced to freeze their fees at September 2021 levels, while every other bill, including mm-hmm. the, the wages bill, went on the rampage. Uh, so that's where the pressure is coming from. And that's why services just give up because pressure you're putting parents under pressure your conversations with families you, you care deeply about yeah a lot of the um, is, under, is under pressure a lot of the people getting in touch today talking very similar stories to, to yourself and Sarah and Siobhan and the wait you know the the wait the length of time that they had to wait um to try and even get a spot in a crash and this listener says childcare is a total disaster here even if you do manage to get in it's ridiculously expensive um it stops many going back to work stops women's progress according to this texter it is a gender issue as much as any anything else and further drives inequality in the workforce too. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.